God has always had a plan for America and he's not finished with us yet. On today's program, I'm going to reveal that end time prophesied assignment and answer these questions. Why has God chosen America for this role and how will America accomplish this task considering her current trajectory away from God towards apostasy? Join me on another exciting edition of The End Time Show. everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the End Time Show. Now, we're still broadcasting from our general conference in Indianapolis, Indiana. And you're, everybody behind me, we're in the, uh, we're where our booth is in the conference center. And so uh, we're having a great conference here. We have missionaries, pastors, evangelists, prophets, teachers come from all over the world to join us in Indianapolis. And we do it in different locations every year. Next year is going to be in California. The year after that will be in Salt Lake City, Utah. And so uh, we're having a great time here. And a lot of missionaries and pastors and preachers, they get direction from God at these conferences and the healings take place. People are born again. So it, what a great conference is. We got thousands of people uh, gathered together here for a our general conference from all over the world. Very thankful for that. So we're joining you live from the floor here today. Doug, Vince, and I, and uh, many of our team are here in Indianapolis. We have a big booth here. If you're anywhere in the Indianapolis area and like to join us, come out and meet us, come out. We'd love to have you in our booth with us uh, to do some programming. So on today's program, <clears throat> we're going to talk about the United States. And I did a program the other day on Israel's destiny and the or, uh, United States destiny and the future of the United States. But what I want to do today is to come at it from a little different perspective than you may never have thought about this before. We talk about the, in Daniel chapter seven, the lion with the eagle's wings and the eagle's wings of the United States. And we always look towards the future. But what I want to do, I want to come back because a lot of people see that because the United States is in such, such turmoil and that, you know, the Biden administration and everything he's doing, they think, well, there's no way that the United States can fulfill the role that you guys talk about in Bible prophecy that will stand with Israel and that will stand against the world government. Well, I know that it looks impossible at this point, but that the prophecies always come to pass. And so what I want to do is I want to come at it and, and help you to understand the history of all of this and that God has had his hands upon America from the very beginning. You do understand that it was the United States that God chose for the initial outpouring of the Holy Ghost in the early 1900s at the Azusa Street revivals. That happened in the United States. No other nation on the planet did God chose to do that. And so he said in the last days, the prophet Joel prophesied, in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And the initial outpouring there in the, at the Azusa Street, the revivals, people were coming from all over the world to receive the Holy Ghost. They heard the Holy Ghost was out, um, being poured out in Azusa Street out in California, and they were coming from all over the world. Some missionaries were getting on boats and taking weeks and weeks to get here just to experience in that and then take that back to their nations and teach us so they could experience it as well. Well, that happened in the United States of America. That was the Eagle's Wings in Daniel 7. So we're going to talk about God's destiny for the United States, but I'm going to give you a historical perspective how God's hand has been on this nation from the get-go. Now, you understand that the, 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 the shocking atrocities 
committed by Hitler's Third Reich. It really left the world gasping for air and seeking a way to atone for this tremendous tragedy that had befallen the Jewish people. No other explanation can be found for a vote by the United Nations, the world governmental system, worthy of being considered as anti-Semitic as the, really as the Palestinian Authority and even the Iranian National Guard. And they made this decision to recognize Israel's right for the statehood after the expiration of the Balfour Declaration in 1948. So once Israel declared her independence, only 11 minutes passed before President Harry Truman officially recognized Israel as a nation and making the United States the first country to do so. Well, here we have the Israel's wings are entering into this final Bible prophecy where the Israel wings would stand with Israel all the way to the end. Now, one day later, Israel was attacked, of course, by the combined forces after she declared her independence and the forces of several surrounding countries. And miraculously, she not only survived against all odds, but also gained additional territory. And since that time, America has served as Israel's most important and trusted ally in her efforts to resist the attempts to annihilate her. So when you look at the support of Israel from the American tradition, that's something that I want to get into because I'm bringing you historically how God's hands has been in all of this from the very beginning. You say, well, it looks impossible what you guys prophesy or what the Bible prophesies is going to happen in the future. The prophecies always come to pass and God's hand has always been in all of this. God has seen the end from the beginning. He knows how all of this is going to play out. And so that's how we can with confidence say, I know how this is going to play out. It doesn't matter how it looks right now. I know it looks impossible, but the fact of the matter is, I know the prophecies always come to pass. Now, let's get into some of this, this support for Israel by the United States. So while President Truman, he deserves the admiration, obviously, of, of a Bible-believing Americans for standing up to those in the State Department that attempted to um, dissuade him from taking such a courageous stance, the tradition of the American president supporting Israel did not begin with his tenure in office. So in a letter written to, to, uh, to Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, the first vice president and second president of the United States once said, the Hebrews have done more to civilize man than any other nation. Abraham Lincoln referred to the idea of a national homeland for the Jewish people as this noble dream, one shared by the American people. Theodore Roosevelt once wrote that there can be no peace worth having unless the Jews are given control of Palestine. So this, this support for Israel by the American people, it is woven through the fabric of our country. This just didn't begin a few years ago with Donald Trump. This started hundreds of years ago. So after Israel gained its status as an independent nation, her value as an ally really was understood by seceding presidents after that, um, the Republican and Democrat alike. Dwight Eisenhower explained his view to Israel's Prime Minister, David Ben-Gurion. He said, despite the present temporary interest that Israel has in common with France and Britain, you ought not to forget that the strength of Israel and her future 
are bound up with the United States of America. This is all Bible prophecy. The lion with the eagle's wings in Daniel 7 jump to, Dan, to to Revelation chapter 12 where the eagle's wings stand with Israel throughout the end time all the way to the very end even during the final three and one half years of the great tribulation the United States is right there with Israel so I know that it looks impossible right now with with um, Joe President Joe Biden who is seemingly anti-semitic if you look at what he's done, he was instrumental in getting Resolution 2334 passed, which says Israel's occupation of East Jerusalem and the West Bank is illegal in the eyes of the international community. So even with him in office, it looks impossible, doesn't it? But the Bible says that all the way throughout the end time, the United States will stand with Israel, and that is exactly what's going to happen because it's in our fabric. It's in the fabric of our, the fiber of our very nation. So John F. Kennedy declared, let us make it clear that we will never turn our backs on our steadfast friends in Israel, whose adherence to the democratic way must be admired by all friends in freedom. So here you have many presidents, influential leaders in America and the American people as a whole, they understand what God told Abraham. I will bless them that bless you and I will curse them that curse you. The United States will stand with Israel. Doesn't matter how impossible it looks, it's prophesied in the Bible and it will come to pass. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500 year old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One third of humanity will what do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 End Time. Are you ready for an extraordinary journey to the region that is the focus of more End Time Bible prophecy than any other? Well, look no further. Join us on an unforgettable journey to Israel. Our adventure begins down in Jerusalem, where we will teach on the Mount of Olives, sing at the Garden of Gethsemane, walk down through the Kidron Valley, then we'll make our way north, have a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee, while visiting Joppa, Mount Carmel, baptize in the Jordan River, and so much more. Don't miss out on this incredible trip to Israel. Spaces are limited. Book your tour today. Visit endtime.com slash tour or call us at 1-800-END-TIME. Join us for an experience that you will never forget. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. 
This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. wife are here today. We're thankful to have them and many other people. My mother-in-law, Irvin Baxter's wife, Judy, is here with us. A lot of exciting things happening, and God has certainly blessed End Time Ministries over the years, and certainly miss Irvin Baxter. I wish he was here in my stead, but uh, God chose another route for all of us folks, and uh, we'll see him again sometime soon. Like he always said, I'll see you in the rapture. We absolutely will, and very thankful for that. So here we go. The United States, our destiny. The thing is, this a pro, it's a program like this that, that sets my mind at ease in all of this, because I know there's turmoil in the United States. I don't, I mean, that's easy to see when you look at the news and with Joe Biden and inflation and what's going on with the Federal Reserve and central bank digital currencies and moving off of cash onto a digital platform. Everything that's going on in the United States right now, the increase in the LGBTQ activity, that's prophesied in the Bible, all of these different things. And yet the Bible says that we are going to stand against the world government in the end time and protect Israel. That's prophesied in the Bible, Revelation chapter 12, verse 14. So it's going to come to pass. It doesn't matter how impossible that it looks at this point. So the support for the United States for Israel is woven into the fabric of our beings here in the United States and the establishment of our country. Gerald Ford promised, we shall continue to stand with Israel. Now these are Democrats and Republicans. We shall stand, we shall continue to stand with Israel. We are committed to Israel's survival and security. Ronald Reagan explained that he welcomed the opportunity to further strengthen the unbreakable ties between the United States and Israel and promised that two countries, these two countries, will always remain at each other's side. Now, for decades, leaders of both political parties have understood that speaking ill of our most staunch ally in, the, in this the turbulent Middle East was a death sentence at the ballot box. I want you guys to always remember that because you, they, they, the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, now it's almost pretty much gone anymore. But the fact is, is they know that at the ballot box, you have to be pro-Israel, or at least you have to say you are, to get voted in because the American people as a whole 
They want to stand with Israel. Yeah, there's some few pariahs out there, but most everybody in this nation understands we've got to stand with Israel in the end time. That's what the Bible says is going to happen. Even those who behind the scenes pursued policies that supporters of Israel decried as lacking were always hesitant to be found guilty of anything except for the highest praise of the Israeli people. However, there are moments when actions have spoken louder than words, right? Remember I said back on um, in on December 23rd, 2016, in the lame duck session, after Donald Trump had been elected, but he had not yet been inaugurated as the 45th president, the U.S. ambassador, I think her name was uh, Sarah Powers, to the United Nations, she abstained from voting on the UN Security Council Resolution 2334, and that, again, declared Israel's presence in East Jerusalem. Now think about this, this is the Holy Basin, where the Temple Mount is located. They declared that to be considered as a flagrant violation of international law. And that action marked the most, what most experts would deem the most tangible departure from support of Israel that an American administration had ever taken. And that was um, Ron Dermer, the, the Israel ambassador to the U.S. He claimed to have clear evidence that the Obama administration had not only acquiesced, but orchestrated the betrayal of our ally. I know that Joe Biden was influential in getting leaders overseas to get them to vote for it. So it could be a 14 to 0, 14 to 0 um, with, every, with the United States only abstaining. So they could say, well, they didn't vote against it, but they just abstained. Well, that allowed it to pass. So as we talk today, the man who served as the vice president to Barack Obama resides obviously at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And he's causing many to question whether this long lasting relationship between the two countries will continue. Well, I wanna set your mind at ease on that today because it's not up to Joe Biden. It's not up to a, 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 a recent President Obama. It's not up to them. God already said in his word, this is how it's going to be. And there, it's, it, that's how it's, it's there's, a, there's not one tenth of 1% chance that it won't happen. So speculation about America possibly turning her back on Israel increases really as the Joe Biden administration places a higher focus on um, propaganda really by the United Nations. This, uh, the propaganda of human-induced global warming which leads to climate change. These central bank digital currencies uh, led by the Federal Reserve. It puts, a, it puts doubt in your mind, doesn't it? This, this war in Ukraine that seems that, that we're funneling money into, which is one of the most corrupt nations on the planet, by the way, and we're sending billions and billions of dollars in there, seems to have no end in sight. And then the relationship of America and Israel, well, we certainly live in the perilous times that the Word of God warned us to expect, don't we? I mean, it, it found in um, 2 Timothy 3, 1. But Americans have no reason, I'm going to say that again, but Americans have no reason to suspect that our nation's commitment to Israel is going to fade when world events are viewed through a clear understanding of Bible prophecy. There's many reasons for Bible prophecy. It's not just so I can have a debate with somebody and say, hey, I know more than you do, or I can prove you wrong on this. There's so many reasons for Bible prophecy. And this is one of the things. Also, Jesus Christ said, I tell you before these things come to pass, that when they come to pass, you might believe. Prophecy is used to build people's faith in the word of God, which is the only book that has the words to eternal life. 
And so, and then of course it does help so help us with timelines and different things to figure out how close we are to the end. But the fact of the matter is, I have to understand the, every, anything that's prophesied in the Bible is going to happen. It, all of the prophecies up to this point have happened in great detail. So there's no reason why I need to question, well, I know it looks like in the United States, maybe we won't stand with Israel. Nope, we've always stood with Israel and we always will. And I, I thank God for that. Even though there are some things going sideways in the United States, that we're gonna deal with that all the way to the end. But you cannot take God out of the equation. A lot of people that question this have taken God completely out of the equation and say, but the United Nations, but the Arab Peace Initiative, but the, the Palestinians, what about all them? Irrelevant. God said it's going to happen and it absolutely will. God's really in control of all of this. Years ago, my father-in-law, uh, God was talking to him and said, hey, you may have, you, you looked at all this wrong. Not that it, not the fulfillment of the prophecies, but he said, you've been taught your whole life that this was, that all of these end time events was created by Satan to uh, get everybody in fear mode and to control everything in the end time, but they absolutely were not. I created these end time events to set the stage for the last great end time revival. And my father-in-law started looking at this whole thing from a totally different perspective at that point. And did he ever, did my father-in-law ever teach one thing? And that was great end time revival. And that's what we're looking for. I'm not living through fear. I'm not afraid of the antichrist and the world government and all this other stuff. I'm looking for the great end time revival. That's what we're sowing the seeds for. So let's get into the biblical case for confidence in America's support for Israel, right? The, the starting place for clarity on this subject is the seventh chapter of the book of Daniel. We'll go through this really quick because we went through it many times, but you need to be able to explain this. There's no way you can understand the world government, world religion, the mark of the beast in the end time, Satan's master plan in Revelation 13. There's no way to even consider trying to figure all that out and understand that without understanding Daniel 7. It's impossible. A lot of people try to, I've, I've seen them go into Revelation 13 and try to explain that without understanding Daniel 7 and it becomes a mess, right? So we've got to start with Daniel 7, then we'll go to Revelation 13. So it starts back in Daniel chapter 7 where the prophet Daniel shares a, a detailed description of a vision of four separate beasts that will exist on the earth at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Daniel sees a lion, which is the, and he tells us in verse uh, 17 and 23, that these are modern nations that would exist at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ, when the ancient of days would come to establish his kingdom here on the earth. So Daniel sees a lion symbolized by the modern day nation of Great Britain, a bear, the modern day nation of Russia, a leopard, Germany, and a 10 horned kingdom, that represents the reborn Holy Roman Empire or the current uh, European Union today. The lion describes uh, is described as having a pair of eagle's wings that Daniel said, I beheld till they were plucked out of this lion. Well, what's a lion? Great Britain. And it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon a feet as a man and a man's heart was given to it. Now that's Daniel 7, 4. So what nation on the, remember these beasts symbolize nations and the leader of their nations. So what symbol today, what nation today has the symbol of an eagle that came out of Great Britain? A lot of people say the United States is not mentioned in the Bible. Come on, you guys. My father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, saw this back in the mid 60s. He went to his wife, Judy, and he said, you know what, I think I saw the United States in the Bible, found the United States and other modern nations in the Bible. He showed her and she said, you know what? I think you did see it. And it was a revelation straight from God. 
And so, but a lot of people today think, oh, the United States is not in the Bible. Come on, you guys. What, give me another nation that has a symbol of the eagle that came from Great Britain. There isn't one. Daniel saw the Declaration of Independence back in Daniel 7, 4. Daniel saw it 2,300 years before that prophecy came to pass. But yet some people will get today and say, well, I don't think the United States is going to stand with. No, no, no. We're going to set your mind at ease today. I'm taking you through how that belief system is in the fiber of this nation. The United States is the only modern-day nation with the official symbol of the eagle created when it was separated from the lion, Great Britain. And furthermore, America has a second symbol, the man named Uncle Sam. The Bible says, and the, the heart of this country is evinced by its contribution of more money, uh, military strength, missionaries to the rest of the world than any other nation in existence. A man's heart was given to it. We will go in and destroy a nation and then turn right back around and, re and pay to rebuild it. The United States is, is the only nation that will do that. A man's heart was given to this nation. You know, it's interesting that this obvious depiction of the Declaration of Independence signed on July 4th, 1776, or 7-4, is found in Daniel 7-4, right? You ever thought about that? So God knows exactly what he's doing. Remember, we're not talking really about Daniel's word. We're talking about God's word here. God wrote the entire Bible. God wrote Revelation. He wrote all the other books of the Bible. He simply used different secretaries to write it down for him. But the, the important key is, is that God sees the end from the beginning. And he went back and told all the writers of the Bible, especially the prophets, this is what's going to happen. This event's going to happen. Then this is going to be established. And then that's going to happen. And then this. So there's no way for me in 2023 to be skeptical and say, well, I, I've seen all these other prophecies come to pass, but I just don't see how the United States could stand with Israel in the near future against the world government. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You don't have to be to sit there and speculate over that. Now, after Daniel wrote the book of Daniel in uh, just over 2,500 years ago in, in 550 B.C., 650 years later, here we have John exiled out on the Isle of Patmos, and John the Revelator sees a vision including the exact same animal symbols. What are these animal symbols? Their nations and the leader of their nations, right? Daniel sees the exact same animal symbols. However, the, he didn't see four beasts. He said, I saw a beast, a single beast coming up out of the sea. And they were combined into one world governing, global governing body. The Bible says when the deadly wound was healed, all the world would wonder after this beast. So it's a world governing. It's a federalization of nations right there in the end time. The only animal symbol that's missing is the eagle's wings. Every nation involved in that one world governing body is European centered. And so you look, it's, it's um, Germany, Russia, Great Britain, and then the European Union as a whole, the 10 nations that would come out of that. So some have theorized that America may have been wiped out in a nuclear war or removed from the world stage by adopting her uh, traditional stance of isolationism. Well, you know, because when the when the World War One and World War Two started, the United States really did. We drug our feet. We didn't really want to get involved, and all the all the other nations were getting involved in the United States. We drug our feet, and it took um, the sinking of the Lusitania to get us involved in World War One, and then it took Pearl, Har Pearl Harbor to get us involved in World War Two. Up until that point, we were dragging our feet. So, neither of you these 
views really properly accounts for Revelation 12, 14, right? And this is, this is the key scripture to what we're talking about today. The Bible says, and to the woman, the woman with 12 stars around her head in, in Revelation 12 is Israel. That's not the Mother Mary. I know there's a big religion that teaches that, but that simply is a misinterpretation of Scripture. That's, that is the nation of Israel. And that she was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place. Her place is Israel, where she is nourished for time, times, and half a time from the face of the serpent. The serpent in this, um, in Revelation 12, is Satan and the seven-headed ten-horned beast is the world governing body is made in the image of Satan himself. So the United States will stand with Israel and protect her from the world government all the way throughout the end time. It's something that you can take to the bank. You don't have to speculate. I don't really know how all this is going to come to pass. You can know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, we will stand with Israel. And I'm very thankful for that because God's keeping his hand upon us all the way toward to the end. And so you can take solace in that and have peace of mind. And I'm very thankful. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. people want to know what in the world's going on with America and we look to the future but now look at look at how it helps to come through some of the history of it all and to see regardless of what happening is happening in the news and some of the spin or the propaganda that you're being sold regardless of whether they consider to be Republican or Democrat a lot of people still stand with Israel because they know again I mentioned it early on at the ballot box it would be poison to say well I don't stand with Israel let's get the look at what happened with Vivek Ramaswamy when he said I think we ought to cut off some of the funding once we get a little bit into my presidency should I become president that we should allow our friends Israel to stand on their own two feet and cut the funding boy ev all everybody else started attacking him they're never going to allow that to happen here in the United States Republican or Democrat so we have this prophecy, Revelation 12, 14. It tells specifically what the eagle's wings roll in the end time. And we're living in the days preceding this miraculous fulfillment. And the, the stage has really been set for years through the United States of America. The eagle, Israel has been established in her place in the Holy Land. And the United States features the most powerful military in the world, including the only military base built by a foreign nation inside the border of the Jewish state. You understand the gravity of that situation? because they trust us enough to allow us to build a military base in their nation, the nation of Israel. That is huge. So why, was Amer why America was chosen by God? We need to talk about that because there are two vital questions that I want to answer on today's program. Why has God chosen America for this role? And how will America accomplish this task when you consider this horrible trajectory away from God in many ways towards apostasy in the United States. I mean, 
you know, while it is certainly true that God is no respecter of persons, he is a respecter of principle. Look at Acts chapter 10, verse 34. God is not an American. But his word adamantly declares that blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. That's Psalm 33, 12. There is no other nation in the history of humanity that has featured the gospel of Jesus Christ so prominently throughout its history. Uh, just as it's rightfully claimed that the Hebrews are the chosen people of God in the Old Testament, an argument can be made that the modern day nation of America has enjoyed a similar status throughout our history. Have you ever thought about it like that? During an appeal for prayer at the Constitutional Convention back in 1789, Benjamin Franklin reminded his fellow delegates that in the beginning of the contest with Great Britain, that when we were um, sensible of danger, we had daily prayer in this room for divine protection. Our prayers, sir, we heard, and they were graciously answered. So after briefly admonishing the delegates to not forget their powerful friend, Israel, Franklin made a statement which includes an important principle. He said, I have lived, sir, a long time, and the longer I live, the more convincing proof I see of this truth, that God governs in the affairs of men. And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, it is profitable that an empire can rise without his aid. It, 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 well, I should say it is probable that an empire can rise without his aid. So an unbiased study of American history proves that it was indeed the, the reliance upon the Lord that established the United States of America as a world power placing this country in the position to fulfill our God-given destiny. You only realize it's been a short, what, 200 and uh, what, 50, 60, 70 years. That's, that's nothing compared to some of these other nations that have been here for thousands of years. But now God brings this nation with the symbol of an eagle aligned with Israel in the end time. And some people say, well, that's just kind of a, that's a coincidence. Come on. The hand, let's talk about the hand of God throughout American history. It's commonly believed that this country was started by just a group of men and women wearing, you know, these black outfits and buckles on their shoes who left England due to religious persecution and headed to America, right? Well, that is only partially true. It's more accurate to say that the people we often call the pilgrims fled England because of their religious persecution and they immigrated to Holland where they had virtually complete religious freedom. However, when they noticed that their children becoming influenced by the godless nature of the Dutch society, they decided to come to the new world to establish a nation, nation based on their understanding of the Bible. So after being blown off course by a storm and, and they were faced with this uh, a, a dwindling store of supplies, the inhabitants of the Mayflower disembarked from their ship in a location different from the land originally granted to them by the king. And they understood the laws of England they, that would therefore not apply. And they set forth the principles by which they would be governed in a document called the Mayflower Compact. It was signed by every man on board the ship. And this document begins with the words, in the name of God. So this, this nation did not start by just an accident. They said, in the name of God, amen. And then explains their voyage was undertaken for the glory of God and advancement of the Christian faith 
and the honor of our king and country. Each person who signed acknowledged that in, his, in the presence of God and one another, they combined themselves together in a civil body politic. God has been in has been involved in the creation of this eagle, the nation with the symbol of the eagle that will protect Israel all throughout the end time. And that is how the nation represented in eagle's wings began. And the reliance upon the Lord for protection and provision has always been a staple of the American story. If it were not for the intervention of God, it, it is more than probable George Washington would have never lived to see the Continental, to lead the Continental Army. During the French and Indian War, Washington was involved in an ambush by the Native American forces in which the British commander was killed, leaving Washington in charge and targeted by the enemy's sharpshooters. Well, after he took aim directly at the man in the, the, the white horse multiple times, and it was unable to score a direct hit, the Native Americans concluded that it was impossible to kill this man, giving him the nickname Bulletproof. But after the battle, Washington declared that the miraculous care of Providence had protected him beyond all human expectations, and citing that four bullet holes were in his coat, and two horses were shot out from under him, but he was never touched. So when these animosities between the, the original colonies and the king began to reach a boiling point, historian and noted creator of the first American uh, dictionary, Noah Webster, explained that when the Americans saw that the recognition was no longer to be expected, and that their rights were able to be defended by an appeal to force, they set apart a day of humiliation and prayer to invoke the supreme being, God, and manifest their dependence upon him for support in this arduous contest. So that type of appeal to God for help was necessary due to the tremendous disadvantages for the colonists. And Webster, Noah Webster, explained that um, Great Britain possessed immense wealth and resources and her armies were considerable for the numbers and discipline. Her military and naval officers were of renowned skill and experience and great was her power and still greater the pride of her sovereignty. So um, let's say conversely, the colonies were destitute of all advantages, and there there had no great, no general government vested with powers to control the contending uh, interest of the 13 distinct jurisdictions. No skillful officers, no disciplined troops, no muskets proper for any army, no cannon or ammunition, no uh, camp equipage or these carriages, no armed ships, nothing but consciousness of upright views, persuasion of the justice of their cause, and dauntless courage and confidence in the God of hosts. So no matter what it looks like here in America, never take God out of the equation because God is on our side, folks. I mean, Revolutionary War historians have long acknowledged their intervention of God in the struggle between the eagle's wings and the lion, remember, and the desperate cries for help from the throne of grace were heard. It was the American Continental Congress who studied scripture. They fasted and they prayed. Imagine an army doing that or a group of political figures. They prayed during the American Revolution and the commander in chief himself encouraged his soldiers that to the distinguished character of patriot, it should be our highest glory to add one more distinguished character of Christian. Can you see Joe Biden saying that? 
Come on, you guys. Come a long way, haven't we? But God's still with us because there's still a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, God-fearing church in America. So one example of this heavenly intervention occurred in the early stages of the war when a single blow from the British Army would have quickly ended the contest. Washington found his 8,000 untrained soldiers trapped on Long Island, many of you know the story, surrounded by this semicircle of British regulars and the most powerful Navy in the world positioned to seal off any escape. And the bold and daring plan to use every vessel capable of floating to evacuate his army seemed destined for certain failure. But under any foreseeable circumstance, that large of an army would be seen under the cover of moonlight. Then at the precise moment when it would be most helpful, an extremely thick fog developed over the East River and it concealed the retreat. And that next, the next morning, British leaders discovered to their astonishment that their enemies that they had trapped had vanished because at the crucial and desperate moment when Washington had done all he could do, the hand of God intervened, providing the critically needed elements so that by neither sight nor sound were the army's whereabouts known to the enemy. Once the conflict finally ended with the surrender of Lord Cornwallis at Yorktown, the news was everywhere received by emotions of inexpressible joy. More than simply a carnal celebration, divine service was performed in all American brigades and the Commander-in-Chief recommended that all who were not on duty should worship in, should join in the worship and Congress resolved to go into possession to church and a public thanksgiving was recommended and the day was observed throughout the United States. So you can see the hand of God. It's woven into the fabric of this nation. We were created by God Almighty. He's had his hand on us from the beginning. But we can't finish this program today without talking about America, a land of revival. God didn't just want to create a land so that way we could have um, live sumptuously and different things. No, he poured his spirit out here. The obvious truth that God had a destiny in mind for America is partially explained by the plethora of revivals in our nation's history. It was the first great awakening that paved the way for the Declaration of Independence and the second great awakening that fueled the abolitionist, the abolitionist movement that resulted in the Emancipation Proclamation. And it was in America that Charles Parham established the Topeka Bible School and challenged his students to search the book of Acts for the biblical evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In a service that soon followed, Agnes Osman was filled with the Holy Ghost on January 1st, 1901. And later, William J. Seymour, the son of a former um, uh, American slaves, met uh, Charles Parham and embraced this teaching and moved to Los Angeles, California, where his preaching igniting the Exusa Street revival that spread the message of, whole, of the Holy Ghost baptism all around the world. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, 
And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. and all the different things. These were, the Bible says in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And you remember with Charles Parham and the Topeka, Kansas school and the outpourings of the Holy Ghost right here that Los, in Los Angeles, California, the Azusa Street, it ignited the Azusa Street revival that spread the message of the Holy Ghost baptism around the world. Now, let's talk about the recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's capital. You remember that? Because, again, the United States, you don't have to wonder, what's the role of the United States in the future? Look at our past. It's coming to pass just like God said it would. You know, the mo perhaps the most well-documented recent example of America standing with Israel is the decision made by President Donald Trump to officially recognize Jerusalem as the eternal capital of the Jewish state emphasized by the moving of our American embassy there from the city in Tel Aviv. I mean, the background for this historic action was actually laid back in, uh, what was it, 1995. Remember, that was when Congress passed the Jerusalem Embassy Act, and that required the American embassy to be moved to, to Jerusalem no later than, get this, May 31st, 1999. But... Congress created this loophole allowing that decision to be delayed uh, every six months by declaring national security and that they would be it would be threatened by enforcing the law. So for 22 years, every six months, the sitting president, the city, city American president would sign a waiver to allow additional time before enforcing that law. However, President Trump in the beginning, he, it, he, he didn't sign it. He, he seemed to be no different than his predecessors, did he? He did the same thing on uh, June 1, 2017. When he did that, I thought, oh, man, here we go. He's going to do the same thing like everybody else. He was doing a lot of good things, but when he did that, I thought, well, he left Israel out in, in the cold again. However, on December 6th of that same year, he made history by announcing that he would relocate the American embassy as soon as possible. And the decision was met with outrage from the Palestinians and but from elation from the nation of Israel. And those who understand Bible prophecy, they know that it was another important step in America accomplishing what the word of God declares is her destiny. But then, of course, we have the Biden administration in Israel. Now, I want you to think about this. On the first day of the Biden administration, there was a flurry of executive orders. I mean, like he had stacks of them. I don't even think he knew what he was signing, honestly. But they seemed designed to reverse everything President Trump had done. 
However, one decision made that was um, that that remained intact was the location of the Americas of America's embassy in Israel. We wondered if he would go in and pull the embassy back out and take it to Tel Aviv, but he didn't do it, did he? And also the Biden administration has deepened the military and diplomatic ties between the United States and Israel. And, and that's evidenced by the, the joint um, declaration on the U.S.-Israel strategic partnership that was signed by President Biden and uh, Prime Minister um, Yair Lapid on July 14, 2022. And in that historic document, the Biden administration committed themselves to upholding the enduring commitment of the United States of, to Israel's security which is exactly what the Bible says is going to happen in Revelation 12, 14. And it, they refer to it as unshakable. Now, this is the Biden administration we're talking about. Furthermore, America reiterated its steadfast commitment to preserve and to strengthen Israel's capability to deter its enemies and to defend itself by itself against any threat or combination of threats. Uh, and it, they asserted that those commitments are bipartisan and they're sacrosanct. Not only moral commitments, but also strategic commitments that are vitally important, important to the national security of the United States as well. And think about it. 2,500 years ago, God said there's going to be a nation just at the time of my second coming that will have that will have the symbol of an eagle and that she will stand with the woman with 12 stars around her head in Revelation 12 all the way to the end. So you don't have to sit here and speculate. God knows the end from the beginning. You know, this strong language between this, it proves that the America will fulfill her destiny regardless of which party is in power. A lot of people are speculating right now. What's the role of the United States? You guys have taught for years that the United States is going to stand with Israel, but it doesn't look possible. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to fret. You don't have to fear. God says that's the way it's going to be. It doesn't matter who's in power. I'm not worried about a, a Joe Biden or a, or a Barack Obama. I just stand on the word of God, and I know these prophecies are all going to come to pass. Um, there was an, an, an observer of the German concentration camps of World War II. Well, think about that. that uh, somebody like that would have been likely been skeptical of the possibility for a Jewish state to ever have been, been established. Think about that. Somebody was looking at the Holocaust that was going on, and if you just said, well, hey, there's going to be a Jewish state established, they would have said, you're crazy. But it happened, didn't it? The Bible prophesies it. Um, the prophecy of the rebirth of Israel is found in uh, Ezekiel chapter 37. And that it was destined to be fulfilled. It didn't matter how impossible it looked during World War II. There was a nation of Israel established, wasn't there? Because the Bible prophecies always come to pass. Think about um, some of the public statements and policy decisions of America's leaders that may have caused even those who understand the prophecies of the Bible to become leery of the, this nation's future. However, we should be encouraged by the simple fact that God is not a man that he should lie. Numbers 23, 19, the prophecies in his word will always be fulfilled. We can rest assured that neither a world war, political intrigue, um, economic collapse, any of that will prevent the United States from being strong enough to accomplish what God designed this nation to do. Am I setting your mind at ease here? The Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. And furthermore, 
we can say with confidence that America will not be under the reign of the Antichrist, nor is it likely that the mark of the beast will become the law of the land, since the wings of the great eagle will be resisting the world government until the conclusion of the final three and one half years. So there is a role for the end time audience to play in ensuring that America fulfills her destiny as well. I mean, what we need to do here, you say, what, what should I be doing? Well, number one, we should be evangelizing. Jesus Christ preached the gospel of the kingdom of God around in uh, when he was on the earth. Then he told his, dis his disciples, you go teach the gospel of the kingdom of God. And any God called man or woman that have ever been sent out into this world, they're called to teach and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. That's our goal. We're ambassadors of Jesus Christ in this earth. So I'm not sitting back wondering, mm, let me see, what's the will of God for my life? I know what the will of God is. Preach and teach the gospel of the kingdom of God. And no matter what role I'm in, that's what I'm going to be doing. But so America, the, our, uh, the end time audience, everybody listening to me, you've got a role to play in America to fulfill the destiny. What we need to do, we need to invest in our next generation of Americans. There are people that in, in the schools that are trying to indoctrinate our children to say, well, hey, um, little Tommy, you're five years old. You might be a girl. And if you want to be a girl, your mommy and daddy needs to start dressing you as a girl. Come on. That's happening in our schools, folks. Why do you think they're having these drag queen hours and all this other stuff? They're trying to indoctrinate your children. So we need to invest in the next generation of Americans. We need to teach them the true history of our nation that the, there's a God fabric in this whole thing. And we need to pass down a proper understanding of end time events, letting them know what's coming and pray for our leaders, regardless of party affiliation, vote your biblical end time focused values. There is a role for all of us to play. Recently, end time ministries launched the Israel project. We have established a physical presence in Israel with our Jerusalem prophecy college. And we're using that as our as a headquarters in in Jerusalem to spread the news of the prophecies of the Bible. And we we plan to send a special edition of End Time magazine to every home in Israel when the prophesied peace agreement is signed. And it's estimated that for every one thousand dollars contributed that we can get one video per person in Israel. We have a way to do that. And so people have already sent money for that and all that project is in the works. And we're forming a group to travel to Judea to go door to door warning them of what is coming and have helped thousands of Jews already. You have partnered with us to do this, to help Jews to make Aliyah from around the world back to Israel. We helped a lot of them escape Ukraine and different places around the world where the Jewish agency has told us that people, that Jews are in peril. And Bob, hey, you say, why in the world are we doing that? Because the Bible says that I will, Abraham, I will bless them that bless you and I will curse them that curse you. And so you can join our efforts and help ensure that America fulfills her destiny. <clears throat> this is all going to be played out through humans. God works through human beings. Now, you can find out how you can become involved in our effort to save the Jews. Go to www.warnthejews.com. And never forget what Daniel 11.32 says. This is during the time of the Antichrist. The Bible, Daniel said, the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits, and they that understand among the people shall instruct many. So you don't have to sit here and wonder, let me see, what should I be doing? The will of God for every Christian 
everybody really under the sound of my voice. You don't, you shouldn't be sitting there wondering, saying, I, I've had people come to me and say, you know, Dave, I'm just really looking for the will of God in my life. Well, you shouldn't act until, you know, and make a major decision until you've heard from God, right? You shouldn't make a major move. However, in your local church, in your, your workplace, in your friends, family, in your sphere of influence, everybody should be an ambassador of Jesus Christ in the earth. I've had people say, well, what's America's, you know, the, the America's role in the end time. Yes, we will stand with Israel, but America has another role. And that is to evangelize this entire world. Jesus said that the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world. Then the end will come. And so that's our role. I don't, I don't lay in bed awake at night and tossing and turning, thinking, what's the will of God in my life? I know what the will of God is. I'm an ambassador for Jesus Christ. I need to preach and teach the gospel of the kingdom of God. You say, well, what's that? That's very simple. And a lot of people stop short. Now think about this. <laughs> The gospel, of, a lot of people say, well, the gospel of, of the kingdom of God, the first Corinthians 15, one through four, you need to obey that. That is true. But the gospel of kingdom of the kingdom of God is the God of heaven is coming back before very long to establish his kingdom here on the earth. Let me show you how to be a part of that kingdom. So Jesus Christ used prophecy, Matthew 24. And, 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 and other places. And then also the apostles used prophecy. And so they were all saying the God of heaven is coming back before very long. Let us show you how to be a part of that kingdom. They all taught the entire scope of the gospel of the kingdom of God. If you can't explain the kingdom of God and what's coming and the timing of all of this, you really need, buy our new book, Understand the End Time. Buy the DVD series, Understand in the End Time. It's very important that you understand the entire scope of the gospel of the kingdom of God. Because when you can do that, the Bible says in Revelation 19 that the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. Why is that? Because he said, I tell you these things before they come to pass, that when they do come to pass, you might believe. When I can use current events to show people uh, prophecies 2,000 to 2,500 years ago are coming to pass right now, I'm building their faith in the Word of God, which is the only book that has words to eternal life. So you don't have to wonder, what's the God's will for my life? If you start winning souls and you start being an ambassador for Jesus Christ, he can, he can steer a car that's already moving. It's a lot easier to steer, isn't it, than one that's just sitting still. So get up, be about your father's business, win souls, teach and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God all the way throughout the end time. God bless.